Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. And this is Craig Morton. On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom. And as always, we are allergic to big words, but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, Craig, I know Craig. exactly what you, Cody, mean. You do? I'm Cody. Well, I'm Craig. And we're talking about some really important things this week. Um, I mean, there's so much heavy news that we thought it'd be important to talk about whether or not uh, officials on the field in athletic competitions should have a whistle or should they just yell? Scream and yell. Yeah, hey, be- stop! Yeah. Could you imagine that? I think that'd be great. You got a quarterback there, you know, lining up behind center. You got that, that uh, right tackle who's just a little bit on edge. He's twitching, you know, and you got the quarterback yelling out, you know, blue 42, you know, Nebraska. Oh, and then you got somebody else going, hold on. <laughs> I mean, what if, what if the referees holler, whatever words they use, were actually part of the QB's call? Oh yeah, that'd be, uh, rough. be bad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, what if a QB's call? I mean, like calling out the plays. What if the plays were named things like illegal motion, <laughs> encroachment? Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah, right. Now, probably the reason. Well, the reason they probably don't do that is a as a whistle just louder. I guess probably louder. I think it it's really distinct, cuts through. Distinct enough. Um, also ease harder to imitate, right? So that I guess people would, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, <laughs> sideline you know, people it, would it, be like yelling things, you know what I mean? It, it happens at a lot of athletic competitions, uh, like basketball games, especially where, where fans will have a whistle Yep, and just kind of mess things up. I think in that situation, that's probably where, um, a referee should have, you know, some kind of, there should be like an array of, of of sounds mm-hmm. like they should maybe have what are that what's that thing called a vevas vuvasuela zuza zuza <laughs> i think they have it soccer matches you know yeah what is that thing called yes but it's loud at least, and... at least you know could you imagine a referee Vuvuzela. running up and down with a didgeridoo <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay yeah. <laughs> clearly you can tell craig and i are in a mood for serious conversation actually sousaphone that'd be it anyway go ahead, yes. Uh, so what we're going to, so we do have a, 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 we did have a guest lined up, um, and recorded and interviewed. Uh, we had to make some adjustments though. So we're going to redo that one. So Craig and I have decided we're going to go lighthearted today a little bit because I'm, it's been a a tough, lots of time, (laughs) (laughs) lots of serious stuff. So it's been a tough, lots of time. I love that. (laughs) uh anyway so, yeah so, so it, yeah in case anybody doesn't know we're both pastors and pastors are not um in a healthy state of mind vocationally these days yep uh i saw it in first in uh sojourners back in november 
And then I saw the report get some more traction just a couple of weeks ago about the number of pastors who are resigning, retiring, leaving yeah. pastoring. And most of them, Cody, are your age. Right. I Why mean, would they, that be? I wonder what the thinking so is. I mean, it's that. that it's that Gen Xer kind of um, Gen X slash into and, the older. Yeah, so those who are like 35 to 40, 42 mm -hmm. years old are just calling it. And maybe it has to do with you know, older, maybe older pastors are like, Hey, I'm almost to the end anyway. <laughs> I'll yeah, just I mean, hold on. We're, we're just counting the time. Yeah. You know, we Whereas don't have people my age. I'm looking at, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm looking at, at it and going, gosh, 20, 25 more years of this to 30, <clears throat> potentially 30, you know, with retirement <laughs> age, really going up really like whether or not the legal retirement age goes up. I mean, all of us are pretty much expecting, Hey, we're going to go till we're till we're done <laughs> till, till 70, probably. Yeah. There's no, yes. there's, there's no retirement. There, yeah. 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 Basically. So we're probably looking at that. Like, do I want 30 more years of that, of this? Cause while the two years have been hard and, and, and impacted by, you know, pandemic and things like that, the reality is it really has been even longer because politically even you know just talking from 2016 till now now we're up on six years of division strife arguing over literally everything things that like i've been in it long enough now so i've been a pastor for uh basically 17 years so the i can remember in 20 2005 2006 sermons that i would preach about say for example the uh, sermon on the mount you know, the Beatitudes being warmly accept, uh, received. Fast forward to 2018, same sermons, almost identical, causing division, you know, because it's too political. Well, I'm literally quoting Jesus here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even said this applies to this person or this right, applies right. to that thing. But, you know, so yeah. So in reality, it hasn't just been two years of pandemic it's two years of pandemic on top of now six exactly. years eight years of so yes so yeah. now we're looking at that going do it i don't know if it's going to get any better it could get worse and can i do 30 years of this i don't know yep yep <laughs> yeah so so uh given all that heaviness uh yeah. we wanted to go light Yes. But wait, we just went heavy. So I know just to, just to preface a little bit. So what we used to do back in the old days, <clears throat> we used to outline our episodes uh, into quarters. And then with the final quarter being or the final part of the last quarter being a two minute warning. Yes. We did that a few times. And then we started doing it a little bit more like, uh, I think the were the different quarters kind of like uh, liturgical movements. Yes. Yeah. Basically we were kind yeah, of, I mean, think, yeah. I think we even had an offering in there where we begged for some money. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah. We had a little more structure back then. Yeah, we did. We had such high hopes. High hopes. We, we thought we were going to be able to maintain uh, organization. You know, the thing is uh, out of all the things that we've been able to maintain, we've simply been able to maintain. And I think that's good enough. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So two minute warning, the, the way the two minute morning, two minute morning, two minute warning works is you want to explain the rules. Yeah. 
So what it was back then was we would uh, basically, I'm trying to remember exactly how we broke this down. Did we break the two minutes up into two topics or was it one topic with one minute of each of us talking about it? I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. That was kind of more like, uh, you know, I guess imagine that you had uh, the two minute warning and you had offense and defense. Yeah. But we didn't like fight each other on it or nothing like that. No, no, we were way too polite. (laughs) I think it was just our perspective on a a specific. Yeah, but I I think we tried to come up with different, different. It was a debate, you know. So we had a had a proposition, and then we spoke two different sides of it. Okay, I like that. But but it was kind of off the cuff. Yes, one minute each. Yes. Okay, so and then we had we have a whistle. Yeah. To to blow to make sure we understand it's change of possession. That's right. That's right. One minute. Okay. Um, So my thoughts are on this. So we're going to do like something like a longer extended, but multiple two minute warnings. Is that the thought? That's what I thought. Yeah. So it'd be the the thing that gets me about the two minute warning. It's almost inevitable that when a team is in that mindset, their their um per, the percentage of receptions the total yards gained it's it's incredible yeah you know clock management with you know passes going for first downs or out of out of bounds and stopping the clock it's like why didn't you play like that before the whole, the whole game right so chances are when we do this it'll be our most stellar performance <laughs> um so wow thanks for setting the expectations high <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so my thought is each of us introduce a topic and then two minutes. Is that? Do you have ideas or you have thoughts that you would care to introduce? I have a few. You know, I I've been trying to think of some um, topics, but I haven't really landed on any. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I some of them can be like I have one for example that is a quote. I want to read the quote. All right. And then get our perspectives or take. Well, I think, I think, I think that's a really good, good idea. Cause okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me pull up this uh, whistle. Okay. Make sure I got it. And I got to have a timer somehow, somewhere. Do you have a timer? Uh, yeah. Like a lot of people, I've got a phone. <laughs> well, that perfect. That'll work. <laughs> All right. Put one. Uh, I guess I have one too. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> there's also one on your computer by the way is there one okay it would be really there. nice if there was one for the last 10 seconds we go oh or i could do that i could make that sound okay or say yeah. 10 seconds left or something like that no i'll just go i'll start ticking <laughs> ticking while okay. you talk oh all right however though if i introduce this first topic do you go first and then me is that how that works oh that sounds good yeah okay let's do that all, all right, right here's the go so i'll time my minute. Do you have a timer ready for one minute? That's how we'll do it. We can go seamlessly. Okay. All right. So I have a minute on a timer. Here's the quote that I would like to hear you wax and then wane on. Okay. (laughs) The quote is from Thomas Jefferson, allegedly dreams of the future are better than the history of the past. Dreams of the future are better than the history of the past. One minute now. I think the the way that he sets those as polar opposites and puts a value judgment, better, worse kind of a thing is a big mistake. 
um, you know, the, the, the future is bound to the past. Mm. Uh, the past sets the trajectory of sure. the future, and it's one that's really kind of inescapable. And so if one wants a better future, my hunch is one also has to have a clearer understanding of the past. And it's not a better or worse. Uh, in fact, if you do want a better future than the past, then you'd better analyze the past thoroughly, Ooh. have a better grasp of the past. That said, dwelling in the past, you know, in the moment, in the present, having, you know, holding on to that past and not letting go of it doesn't give space for the future. Tick, 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 tick. So the future, Five, good future depends four, on an understandable past. Three, two, one. <laughs> I, oh, that didn't work as well as I thought. Uh, yeah, I was waiting to hear a whistle, but okay. <laughs> That's good. Okay. All right. You got your minute timer ready for me? I got mine ready. There we go. All right. Okay. So, Oh, are you, are we ready? Ready? You're ready. You're ready. Oh, okay. Am I going? The clock is ticking. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes, the, I, I agree with your take Craig there in the sense of like, it's an, it is a mistake to assign value to those things. However, I don't know what other word to use other than perhaps the future is more open. Okay. So there you go with the idea of, of that. It's not settled. There's a way it can go. But, and so for somebody who values things like change, that's me, I like that, or the ability not to necessarily be tied down, to know that what in the past has come, has come before, while, of course, it sets the stage for the future, it doesn't limit necessarily the future. It does a little bit, right? Um, but I mean, it doesn't limit it to just what came before. There's always the opportunity. Well, oh, five. Four, to break out of the three, of the cycle, so the two, future is one. being more open, is more free. I love it. There we go. Okay. Oh, I hear the little dinger ding back there too. Uh, did, and I threw the, I blew the whistle too. You got through. I like it. That's nice. Okay. I need a whistle. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's why there's that. Sound it's just clip easier. Somewhere. Why not I have the sound clip? But it's easier. Just the to just grab and go with the whistle. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, All right. So that that's a really good one. I, I like what you were trying to do with the open and relational theology. Yes. But the more we understand <laughs> free will, the other, we understand there's no absolute free will. That's right. There's yeah, still so some. I, 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 you're I, still noticed, bounded. I noticed that you maybe lost a little yardage on that one. As soon mm -hmm, as you mm -hmm. said that, then you kind of went, well, wait, not everything, you know. All right. It's not everything. totally limitless. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. All right. All right. Hey, Here's so let me let one? me let me pull one up. Okay. 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 So this it. is this is a an old quote. Okay. That um, I didn't like when I first heard it. Ooh, I love it. I love that you re-examined. I'm already see you were not bound by your past decision that you made about this quote. <laughs> so this is this is a quote from a really. I think important and continues to be a really important book uh, by H. Richard Niebuhr. Um, and it, it, did you ever have to read um, Christ and Christ and Culture? No, but I should should read it, huh? I mean, it's a fantastic <laughs> read. Um, okay. And I uh, it and even though it was written what in the fifties, I think um, yeah. it still I think is a really good framework. It doesn't say everything perhaps but here's here's the quote that that Niebuhr makes because he's in one part of this book he's criticizing what he calls liberal theology okay and um 
historically, I think that maybe tags back because this is the 50s. He's probably going back 30 years, which seems like you know, if we start talking about the 1920s, seems like, in, you know, it's 100 years ago, right? Oh, my gosh. It's so ridiculous. You know, but your 30 years ago is like <laughs> our 30 years ago is like that was just that's when I was listening to grunge. Yeah. Like, Nirvana. Uh, yeah. What's up? So um, 30 years, a lot or very little can happen. So anyway, so but I think is writing about the go- the, uh, the the social gospel and uh, Walter mm. Rauschenbusch and those. folks. OK, sure. Mm-hmm. So the quote is. A God without wrath brought men without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministrations of a Christ without a cross. Without a cross. Um, so, okay, that's, <laughs> that is the quote. Say is that one more that, time. Is that in? Okay, so let me get the question that I'm thinking is going to be: is that it's is that is that a reasonable description of liberal theology or whatever? Oh, so, I gotcha. mean, think about that and just you know. Yes or no, is he right or wrong kind of a thing. Okay. So a God without wrath brought men without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministrations of a Christ without a cross. So that's his description of liberal theology. Yes or no? I'm okay. Are you ready? Ready, set. I go. believe in in my opinion, that is a bad characterization of liberal theology. It's a very basic, it's very simple. It's what we would call in, you know, argumentation like a scarecrow. Of course. I can attack that. I don't even like that. And I tend to be more towards the liberal. It just sounds like, no, let's just get rid of every little whatever. Um, The truth of the matter is my view is, yeah, some of that is true. I don't think that God is a God of wrath in the sense of like, we think of like, it's an angry God burning with hot anger and judgment. What happened though, is that we for whatever reason, we became that thing. We judged. In fact, the eating of the apple of knowledge of good and evil. That's the key knowledge of good and evil weighing in on judging each other, good enough or not good enough, bad enough. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I'm not right. I need a sacrifice. I need something to assuage my guilt. And that's where the problem began in my view of liberal uh, theology, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> let me when to start. Uh, let me make sure I got my audio. Okay, I'm here. We go. Um, where's my timer? Where'd my timer go? Ready? You're on the clock. I'm going to force myself to agree with Niebuhr. Okay. <laughs> In so far as defining liberal theology or liberalism from the standpoint of a an individualism that's rooted in say john locke or folks of the enlightenment yep and where and then liberal becomes self-justification so self-justifying god doesn't have wrath because god likes me because i've justified myself i don't need christ because i'm good enough perhaps because in my own eyes my own liberal individualistic eyes um that's plenty you know that 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 i can i can take care of what i need to do in fact liberalism sets up the individual as their own god so whether or not they're going to be needing atonement or wrath it's up to the individual there you go (laughs) 
So I tried on that one. I I think he's completely wrong. <laughs> sure, of his character. But I think you're, that's, okay, framing it the way that you mentioned, yes. Um, but in my view, then that just is really falling into the very problem that I'm describing, right? Like I'm judging, I'm fine. Right. Yeah, I, you know, God loves, of course, so I'm okay. And yet those same people will say, but here's what's wrong with, you know, out there, which is not wrong. There's plenty wrong. <laughs> right. But and, and so yeah, so I think you know that that's what I had completely forgotten about that quote, and it came up recently was when I was reading um, Bruce Shelley's book on um, church history for normal people. I forgot what this what the Ooh. you know it's it's a oh, the the podcast with uh, no Pete no it's a, oh okay okay it's um it's a it's a book that's used in a lot of uh, oh. church history courses. Um, oh sure 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 okay i think i know copies of it and i can't see one within the line of sight right now but um it it, for the most part it's a really decent book it's probably about 800 pages and it's trying to tell the story of um from the time of jesus all the way up to uh the latest edition was i think dealing with missional and emergent church i mean so it's pretty you know expansive um but it's trying to simplify things so that you get the narrative rather than getting caught up on date, dates and details like that. Right. Um, so I'd recommend it, but I don't recommend it. Uh, whenever I once in a while I'll read something like that, I go, well, that, I don't think that's a, that's not a good thing to throw out there. Cause he's using it as a description of the social gospel movement. Right. And I think, no, no. Russian Bush was a Baptist and he stayed a Baptist and Baptists still had an understanding of the power of the cross because the strong connection with Pauline theology, especially. So um, anyway, yeah, uh, that's where that one came from. I love it. Okay. This next one is not a quote, but here's what I, do you know? Uh, I want to, I, I want to hear your perspective on <clears throat> the internet craze wordle. Do you know about, do you know about oh, Wordle? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. How do you play Wordle? Well, that'll be part of my minute. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I want to hear your thoughts and perspective and it can be anything touching on Wordle. It could be about the actual playing of it. It could be about people's reactions to it. Anything like that. All right. Okay. Go. Ready? Ready? Right. One minute beginning now. Wordle. Wordle is something that I am protesting, participating in. Uh, to me, when I read the Bible and it says, you know, be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds, you know, it's connected with this, this idea that you will not fall into worldly fads and uh, <laughs> a strong Anabaptist um, uh, value is nonconformity to the world. Oh my gosh. So I think it's, it's no, no uh, coincidence that wordle is really close to worldliness. <laughs> and so um, I refuse to participate. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like jumping on the bandwagon, everything that's popular. So it must be good. And what I do is then I lower my own sense of, uh, expectations <laughs> and values in order to fit into mass society. So oh I think gosh. it's, I think it's really inappropriate for Christians to be doing that. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you have eight more seconds. I didn't need it. I, I, I just <laughs> carried the ball across the line. Uh, tweet, tweet, tweet. There you go. Okay. Well, <laughs> did not expect that response. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Could you tell? <laughs> really? Are these that your genuine thoughts about it? 
Well, you you tell me what you think for a minute, and okay. then I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Then we'll do the post game debrief. Okay, ready? All right. And am I going? Ready, set, go. All right. So yes, I do play the game Wordle. It's fun. It's a minor distraction. It takes a very little time. At the end of it, you can feel kind of you know somewhat smart, but also at the same time recognizing I ain't that smart, boy. That it can be humbling uh, in the process, especially when you don't get the word. Or it can also be like frustrating when you know too many words that match up with what you've been given so far. However, I want to talk about the response and it's it, what it might mean for where we are. The backlash against Wordle, people seeing other people's squares and, and complaining about it when it's such an easy thing to ignore and just move past, just scroll past in your newsfeed or turn it off. You don't have to, but to feel the compulsion to weigh in on where you stand on it, uh, I think is an indicator of just even on a simple, tiny little thing like a word game, this is where we are bumping heads and we need to let people know our opinion. Bang, 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 bang. That's, that's my... Okay. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. That's not the right thing. That's the wrong sound. Yeah, bang, bang, bang. Oh, you were being like... A ju- you were... Oh, you're, you want to judge my response. You were doing a gavel. <laughs> I was gong showing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... You know, I, I really like to be on the cutting edge of new new fads and stuff. And, and so when so, you missed it, you were like... So when no. I missed it, it's like, no, I'm not going to jump on. In fact, more than anything, I'm going to... I'm going to like... I'm going to be antagonistic and down and it. say, it's not only, not only did I miss it, I didn't want to get on board. I, don't, I didn't even it's a want bad to. thing. <laughs> that's um, hilarious. However, there's a, have you seen the one that's based on uh, numbers and mathematics? Yes. There's yeah, that's lots. a new one. Not everybody's yeah. doing that. Are you on so, it? Are you doing that? I, I did it yesterday, <laughs> but I, I didn't post my score. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not a score poster. However, it's funny that there were, so talking about what I was discussing, enough people were like, I don't want to upset my friends but I still want to share my scores. So a bunch of people have created a group where that's all you do. You just post your scores and you know share You're like, Hey, here's the words I tried and that type of thing. So we don't bother our, <laughs> our, our friends who are, yeah, who are so those annoyed of us who see by it, it as a sign of, of worldliness and walking outside <laughs> of the kingdom of God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> you funny. know, it's interesting. Uh, what, what, what is that? What is that uh, impulse? And, and to 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 want to share, hey, look how I did. I mean, is it is I know. it bragging? Is yeah. it pride? Is it healthy it's a weird pride? Mix. Is I'm it, not sure. You know, what is that? That is, but it's also one where it's like you also expect other people to be sharing. So it's not in and of itself bad, right? Like, no, hey. no. But but is it a comparison thing too? Like I don't know. Maybe there but is, is comparison like... always bad. Huh. Right. I mm. mean. You, you and I are jocks at heart, you know, all of our, you know, everything we do with athletic is comparing. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I mean, and, well, I and you talked about comparing this. at times that I don't really like to. So I'm at the gym doing something on a weight machine and I come up, somebody who had been using it and they left the, left the, the pin and adjusted it some other weight. And I'm looking at that thing going, huh, holy cow. I really can do more that much. I can do more. You know, it's like, why did I even think that, you know, I don't say I know, that, that loud, funny. but it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to move it a little bit higher just and then one and then when high. I do and I finish my reps it's like okay I, I'm going to leave it there where it's high just so I can send a message <laughs> to the next one coming it's, that is gosh, funny you see what that old guy lifted you know it's like yeah <laughs> that's funny too because you also don't know 
what the person who came before you is attempting to do, because maybe they oh, can do a lot more weight than you, but exactly. they're doing a longer exactly or so, reps. So it's all with, with that with that uh, crazy mentality that that uh, I possess. So I'm in there doing a hypertrophic workout. So I'm doing 20, 25 reps of light weight. And then when I get done, it's like, you know, I only had it on 25 pounds and I'm struggling here. I think I'm going to pop that up to 70 to make it look like it was doing something. You know? Oh but my gosh. And then it's like, I, it's like, why do I even have that thought? That is funny. So, but you did say one time, I can remember, I, I, um, I forget what episode it was and what we were talking about. And it might've been even a guest that was talking about this too, but, or maybe you were quoting somebody, um, but the, um, you don't compete against, you compete with. Yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, well, I, I think the, the cool thing, that's a Pete Carroll. Uh, ah, that's what it was. That's right. Pete Angela. Carroll. Is it Angela Duckworth's book, Grit? Mm, that's right and and in their discussions in fact they've got youtube videos on their discussions and they make that point that uh the latin of of uh, compete means to strive with but that assumes a relationship yeah you know and so if i were having a if i had a lifting partner i could really see that you know yep. okay come on this you can, do more you, can do more you can do more you know <laughs> uh but you know it would really ruin my opportunity to listen to podcasts and yeah. uh, audiobooks to have a workout partner that's true i know <laughs> oh good one okay your turn what do you got a topic i'm looking around my office kind of find something that's worth <laughs> thinking about that's something worth thinking about. <clears throat> okay. Yes. Uh, I want to speak to the proposition or have you speak to the proposition. Okay. Because I, I, I remember when, when uh, I was in our, my first pastorate and, and, and I would say things like, I got to go to work. And there were some people, including uh, Carla, who would say, it's not work, it's service. Okay. And so if that's the case, every person has the opportunity to serve. Yeah. But some people say, well, I can't work. I've got other things I have to do. So my proposal is, we as pastors, people in professional ministry should never speak of our profession as work Okay, and completely eliminate that uh, concept from our uh, mindset. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's your proposal? Yeah, I'll throw that one out there. Okay. Ready, <laughs> set, go. Do you think, I, I get the spirit of what you're saying there, you know, the, the idea of imbuing everything that we do with the sense of it's a ministry, it's a service. Um, but I also think, I, I think that kind of looks down on the idea of work. Like there's something to work that, so, so it almost sets up like a, a division, a classification. What you're doing is work. What I'm doing is service. Um, I think if we're going to do away with it for the pastoral role, then we need to do away with it for everything, because I think everything has within it a sense of service. You're doing this for not just for yourself, you're doing it for other people. You may not like it while you're doing it. And so it feels much more like work, 
but it is, you know, when you're punching that time clock, you're also, what you're doing affects the person next to you, the people you're serving, quote unquote. So yeah, I don't know. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, that's a really hard one to speak to in some ways. <laughs> because well, as soon as Carla became a co-pastor, she stopped saying that. Yeah, I was going to say, there's <laughs> levels of it that are just plain work. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, even, but yeah, but I mean, sure. Yeah. Even though stuff that is work or that we would categorize as work is with the mindset of it's in service, but. And so since I disagree with that, okay, concept, okay. I would okay. Still, I'm going to speak in, in favor of it. Okay. Ready? Okay. Ready. Your time starts now. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity to uh, elevate this conversation. I love it. From what had gone on previously. <laughs> oh my uh, I mean, my intro to the topic, not, not you personally. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Notice that I'm just kind of buying time, you know, hey, I running see that. down the clock. <laughs> so, you know, the only thing that I can think of of framing it as work and calling it work is that work implies supervision and accountability. Sure. Much more so than service does. Mm. Service means when I'm able to, when we can get people together and I'll just do my best and that's going to be good enough. I'm giving it to God and he's not going to judge me because we already covered that with Niebuhr. It doesn't happen. (laughs) And so I think one of the values of calling at work might be that sense of the ministering person realizing they are accountable to human beings, not just God, because sometimes we let God take us off the hook when we have commitments with other people that we need to be fulfilling. So putting it in the context of supervision and accountability. Love it. That's good. And you're done. Also, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is kind of where I was thinking, but I didn't never go there. But I, the idea of like work has with it a sense of like, I do need to put more, well, I don't know, more into it or more um, quality to it. Yeah. Service yeah, being yeah. like, oh, whatever I do is service. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so here, here's something that's not really a proposal or a two minute warning to speak to, but it made me think of that sense of accountability. So I remember yeah. reading a book, uh, might've been Bonhoeffer's life together. And he talks about, um, confessing sins to one another, which is kind of an elemental thing, especially what is an epistle of James and it's, you know, elsewhere. And he makes the point that it should be a lot easier to confess people to confess their sins to one another than toward God. That's true. And on the other hand, it seems like it's a whole lot easier to confess it toward God because we don't feel the immediate mm-hmm. frown or yes. scowl yep. that we're afraid of from another person. That's true. But should, should we be more concerned <laughs> about God's impression of us than people's yeah. impression? Yes. And so he sets up that dilemma and it makes me think of that issue of accountability versus service, that the, the level of accountability, um, you know, who, how does that play out? And I don't, I don't like that dichotomy because I'm not, it's not not that I anticipate God frowning at me and like, shame on you. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Yeah. It just made me think of that. It's true. And it's just more immediate. Also, more tangible, but, but on the same vein, I've also said to people, um, there's something about hearing another person, you know, say you're forgiven on the flip side of that. Um, you know, there's one thing of like, okay, I know, you know, God has said I'm forgiven, but there's something about another person saying you're forgiven. 
And I think that's where we really begin to understand God with us is through yep. the words of that other person. Yep. 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 Uh, one of the, one of the most holy experiences I had that really shaped my early pastorate. It was in my first congregation was uh, an individual who's going through a 12 step program. And the fourth step is confess all the sins you've ever done oh, you know, to somebody. And, and we sat down for a, a few hours where he went through a notebook where he wrote page after page of, after page of the things that he had done. And it was, it, in, in many cases, he was not skimming the surface. He was going down deep. And, and even if he were skimming the surface uh, without telling the backstory or good, having depth, the incredible amount of bravery yeah. to spend two or three hours. Yep. One, he had to go over that in his head, had to yeah. write it down, yeah. and then had to share, share, it with. share it with another person. So oh, yeah. multiple times of, of going over that. Oh. And, and all I could feel after that was completed was uh, just um, immense gratitude to be trusted with yep. that holy space oh, wow. and, and just compassion mm. for, for this person who had done terrible things. Oh, isn't that good? And it's like, yeah, I think, and it's hard to say, Hey, let's start doing that. <laughs> well, I, what that made me instantly think about was then we want to, you know, the Protestant inclination is to poo poo things like confessionals and, you know, yep. going to the priest and, and yet oh, there's so much to it that uh, is so good exactly. <laughs> and necessary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, I, you know, Lent is coming up and, mm-hmm. and sometimes Lent actually lends itself to that more introspective uh, season. And I don't know how you, I think if you program out, programatize All right. doing it, uh, it might kill it. Yes. And, you know, uh, you know, if you, Hey, everybody's got to do this, then it might become superficial. Right. But if you at least offer the opportunity. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I might. I'm now. I got my gears going on what I'm. So do you remember Lent. the story a... from? Um, gosh, who was it? Who wrote the book? Uh, who wrote the book jazz? of love? Who like jazz. Oh, Don uh, Donald Miller. Yeah, Donald Miller. Yeah, yeah. So the, the story of the mm-hmm. the confessional on campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was inverted to be yes. an opportunity to confess the sins of the church That's to right. others. Yep. Um, which was brilliant, but also at the same time, I think if I remember right, didn't he say it also, it touched something in the other person where they too were like opened up with their confessionals too. Yeah. Yeah. So it created this confessional space Yeah, that actually became going both ways. Yeah. Like, gosh, how do you set that up? Ugh, so good. Yep. Well, these days with COVID, I mean, you'd have to have two tents outside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, drive <laughs> drive through confessional. <laughs> is that the oh drive through confessional? I was going, that's the name of a band. No, that's dashboard. Dashboard Dash- confessional <laughs> and drive by truckers. Maybe yeah. we're in drive by so confessional. When they, when they they so they're in concert together, it's drive by <laughs> confessional. I love it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Okay, here's a less serious one. Are you ready? Are you ready for do you want to do one more? A little Let's less do serious. One more. Let's okay. do one more. Okay, this is less serious. Uh, bear in mind all right lay out for me your your table for this upcoming even if you're not doing it for this upcoming super bowl lay out the your gastronomical delights 
<laughs> What's the ideal table for you this when, upcoming? Okay, so does this mean ideal like ideal? Like the platonic ideal? Or do you mean like me stuck in keto diet? Oh, of course. Yeah, let's hear your stuck in keto diet. Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit more of a challenge, but I'll, I'll work. I know. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. What, okay. What okay. okay, here. Okay, right. yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. All right, ready? All right. One minute beginning now. Okay, so actually to spread the table in a sense of progression, because that's how I think. On one side, we're going to have the non-carb things that uh, can eat as much as you want. And then we're going to have the things with a few carbs that I'd have to be careful with. Okay. But basically I'm going to start with um, shrimp, shrimp, shrimp Ooh. cocktail, scampi Ooh. shrimp, not so deep good. fried because it can't have the, the, the coating. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, love, I love myself some cold shrimp dipped in cocktail, tons of it, as much shrimp oh. as I want. Steak, steak cooked rare in strips. So you can just pick it up by hand and dip it in the horseradish, throw it in your mouth or whatever sauce you appreciate. Oh, then good. a little bit of fats. One of the things yes. that's good about keto is ice cream. Uh, keto ice cream, all fat and dairy, just slaw, slaw, you know, in then on the very far end, I'd also include a bunch of pork rinds dipped in blue cheese. And that's a variety bacon, bacon. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, that sounded good. I, dude, I should do keto. Wow. Did you can talk to have bacon and shrimp and call that health food. Amazing. Oh, I know that's the, that is, <laughs> you know, the two things you can eat in keto are fat and protein. Yep, that's true. Oh yeah, I, I I think I can handle that. And I, it's weird actually, but it also <laughs> limits what's in my mind. So what I'd really right. love to do is get some sourdough, roll it out, and then uh, cut a it's um, oh what's it called like a fishbone pattern? I forgot what that's called. Uh, so it's diagonal, you know, chevron. Yes. Slices. Yep, yep. And then just throw in the middle of there. Um, that that Thousand Island dressing and then yeah. the sauerkraut, lots of corned beef. Oh, so, heck yeah, buddy. Fold those uh, slashed, you know, feathered pieces over the top of it. And now you have that Reuben that pops in the oven. I love a Reuben. Now you just slice so, all that. Oh. You're not, that's not fair because that's what I was going to, I was going to have a Reuben, you know, style something. You can have my... your Reuben, <laughs> but I just described the, the creation. I love it. Okay. That's so, good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I took more than my time. That was kind <laughs> of like a victory day. <laughs> that sounded good. Too early. Oh, so good. Okay. Right, let well, me no, get my you... timer set up. Okay. Ready? What's on your table? Go. All right. So we're going to have, for sure, we're going to have at least three different kinds of um, wings, chicken wings, different flavors, different. Uh, some are going to be smoked. Some are going to be uh, like a salt and vinegar uh, taste. And then I think we'll do closer to the traditional, um, you know, nice Frank's red hot sauce, that kind of thing. Maybe less drippy than normal, because I hate that, you know, the, but uh, more baked on to style of the that. Also, we would have, I'm going to definitely have some like sausage type dip, something with a, a dip with some sausage in it, because I, I love the creaminess with the savoriness of the sausage coming together. So we'd come up with some kind of sausage type dip, maybe, uh, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, then we would have probably something taco related. So taquitos or nachos, something along those lines bing, with some bing, queso. Bing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get as far as you. 
I only got three things down, but that's okay. Oh, sausage dip. Yeah. So take, I would, I would do, I would. Do, I think you I could would, probably do keto with that do, somehow. Do you, sure. Yeah. Do you, do you have a recipe that you're thinking I about? I will find one. I would just uh, pop oh, in my here's mind. What I, do. I, I take a block of cream cheese. Yes. I'd definitely cream cheese. Uh, zap it in the microwave a little bit. So it's easy to work with. Yeah. Throw in. So you got a block that's eight ounces. I'd throw in maybe a quarter cup or maybe a, probably not a half cup of sour cream. Yes. Get those in there whipped yep. together and that way it'll mm -hmm. stay kind of liquidy. Cream. Yep. Mm -hmm. Too cream much of that sour cream is going to get watery. Do exactly. that. Chop up whatever you want, like chives. That's what I was thinking. Uh, fresh garlic. Maybe even some, some tomato. Could you do some tomato on Sure. There? Oh, what I do is I'd, I'd get some, um, you know, that that pickled sun-dried tomatoes. Chop Oof. those up. Yeah. But they don't add too much water. Exactly what I would do. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. I would. That sounds good. Gosh, so sausage. Yeah. I, mean, I love what, it. I, I would go with a variety of types. So you could have a sausage yeah, that was like, okay, I'm going to do just a basic farmer sausage, like breakfast link type sausage, you yep. know, that kind of that type yep. of sausage. So ground sausage, boom. The other one would then be you, like a hot Italian. Yeah, there you go. So you, say you could uh, go something more on the spicy. Gosh, what would be another one? Oh, you could do something more yeah. um, Spanish. So you got Italian, Spanish. Yeah, chorizo. Uh -huh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, oh. And, oh, and oh, with oh, that oh. one. Yeah, you could do uh, as a Polish sausage and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or, the, the thing, or okay, Irish so Polish sausage, kielbasas, yeah, uh, those kind. The thing is, you're gonna have to chop those finely. Yes. Whereas the others, if they're just ground, if mm -hmm. it's ground meat, you can. It's easier to, to cook up. All right. Um, the other one that'd be fun with that is to create your own vegetarian option not vegan of course Ooh. but vegetarian so <laughs> and there you go imagine getting a you know like uh, a couple of pounds of mushrooms especially something bouncy yes. like cream cremini not, not not cremini i mean like uh what's the japanese shiitakes you know shiitake yeah mm -hmm. get some shiitakes dice them up and then put them in whatever seasoning you want you i know? love it like the other day i for a steak i got a bunch of shiitakes and threw in uh lots of garlic and uh, butter and got them, you know, cooked down. And then once they began to stick to the frying pan, threw in a bunch of um, Pinot Noir to get Oof. the get the caramelization up off the pan, and then let that simmer for a little bit to thicken up, and had this really rich, um, you know, mushroom side dish. Actually, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I think you you do you take something like that and let it drain off a little bit of the the juice, but still yep. carry that flavor and throw that in that cream cheese. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, oh, I make man. it. I actually make a really good. Um, the, so it makes sense to me, but I make a really good uh, stuffed mushroom that uses a lot of the cream cheese and the. Oh, yeah. So, mm. Oh man, I'm inspired now. Good. All yeah. right. Because <laughs> because the so one of the one of the snack. There's very few snacks. Yeah. For a keto diet, uh, and and even if you don't snack on a lot of veggies, you know, like yeah. if it grows under the earth, you don't eat it exactly potatoes carrots carrots so Oof. chips and and tater oh, tots no. oh my gosh ash brown i could not live never yeah. mind take away the keto and then <laughs> then you've got those those veggies that are really rich in starch and so no corn chips no tacos um i mean they've got they've got avocado you could use that yeah, avocados avocado is like a keto dream because it's just yeah. fat yeah um but hmm. you know they make these cauliflower tortillas yeah and they taste like cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower uh, dough pizza. Yeah. I've seen yeah. That. After a while, after a while, it's just like there's only so much you can do with cauliflower and almond yep. flour. Yep. Life gets a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, I'm still 
uh, Meg and I are having a blast thinking about dreaming about varieties of cloud bread. Oh, that, yes, you were telling me cloud bread. Yeah, that's and so good. that's that's going to be our new business trademark uh, claim. Uh, Craig and Meg, Craig and Meg, Meg and Craig, and <laughs> Meg and Craig cloud anyway. bread. Ooh, Meg and Craig's egg egg based and rhymes based <laughs> egg. Anyway, so we'll work on that. But um, you know we've we've got a we've got a distributor uh, for this instant packets. Uh, you know, like instant oatmeal, tear off the top, yeah. throw in the wall, you know, zip and you got it kind yeah. of a thing. And so we've got a distributor we've, and we're now, we got to test some recipes, some varieties. Uh, I did one that was, instead of using peanut butter as the, the, the protein and, and fat, I used uh, cream cheese. Oh, that sounds good. And then I threw in uh, garlic, uh, diced onions, olives, di- diced, um, oh, what are those red olives? You know, the uh, Kalamata. Yeah, the Kalamata olives. Kalamata, Kalamata. Yeah, and so I made, made one like that, see if it'd be a little bit more savory biscuit. And it worked, and it's like, hey, okay, so we're going we're gonna to do that. Oh, that's, that could be on our spread. That sounds awesome. You are going to, so you got, you are going to do something? Distribute no, these things? not that oh, I know of. You golly, you joke. I mean, so Thursday is our daughter's birthday. Yes. Thursday, I've got track. She's got parenting. Um our our son has work carla's got life i mean we're all going you know it's one of the things when you get older you don't get your birthday until there's amount of some time for it right yep um and so saturday uh friday and saturday i'm gone to salt lake for a track meet and i think i'll be back sunday mid-morning late morning okay yep and so her birthday will probably be Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And so whatever she wants, that'll be, whatever if she you wants to, to stand and watch the Super Bowl. that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. but I don't know that that's, you know, high on, you might actually not, list. might actually not do it. Huh? Oh. Or yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So. I get it. It's better to spend time with family. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So I just, I, 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 this morning was going over the, our schedule this week with Carla and going like, okay, this is how our things are running. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, that's the week's gone. It's done. It's used up. Yeah. You used it up, buddy. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we will do it Thursday for her okay. birthday and uh, give her a cauliflower crust pizza uh, <laughs> with a candle. Love it. Love it. Anyway. So, okay. hey, this is a great episode. Yeah. Now, here's, here's something that would be fun to do. Okay. So we need to get back on, on the, the regular thing here. And yep. we had talked at some point last year about doing a monthly episode where we're asking people to give us questions. And yes. it would be kind of lectionary based or looking forward to the lectionary season that's coming around the corner. Wouldn't it be fun to have people propose the uh, two-minute morning questions in a liturgically themed live Facebook episode. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. And so then you and I would be on the clock and on video the whole time uh, in perpetuity. (laughs) I love it. All right. So now we need to drum up uh, the audience to participate. I know it. So we, we need to re-employ yeah. our social media we need uh, to get on. maven just to get, get that get that person uh, fully. Who, who's that? 
Who's that maven? I don't know. It's, it's not me. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a friend who is a social media trainer. Ooh. And she works with entrepreneurs to oh. help them do it. I don't want right. that. I want somebody to do it. <laughs> I know. That'd so, be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you have a much larger congregation than I do. So I suppose it's on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I can make something happen, but we need to, we'll have to. What we really need as a teenager. Uh, I know. You know any, so anybody who's like 25 years and younger, probably be Teenager, great. 25 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's 25 year old teenagers. I know. I, well, yes. I, mean, I, I, I see their posts about their latest uh, jaunts into uh, video games. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not, you're not an adulthood yet. Not yet. Not quite. Hey, you become an, you become an adult when your games are Wordle. Because <laughs> <laughs> it only takes a few seconds. Well, it just you want yeah, me to sit down know. and do a forty-hour video game? No. Yeah, come on, that's not <laughs> responsible. Oh, no kidding. Anyway. Yeah. So there we go. Sounds good. All, All right. right. I like it. A good episode. Oh, and uh, we will, uh, like I mentioned, we did have one interview. We had to we basically had to scrub it. We are going to do that person again, though. We will have that person on again. That person we had before, Kaylee Hardgrove. If you can remember last year, we will have episode Kaylee on again. 52, I think I looked up. Yeah. 52 and 53 or 51 and 52. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right around in there. Um, mm-hmm. We will have Kaylee on again, and we're going to talk about uh, actually Kaylee proposed some really good topics. I'll share those with you, but yeah, we're going to have a Excellent. good conversation with Kaylee. Well, yeah, we've got, we've got some decent conversations coming up. Um, yes. and yeah. so we, hopefully we'll get some uh, musicians in here. Yes. Uh, you have, uh, somebody that you know of who's mm-hmm. made some mess- significant life choices. Yep. Um, and very impactful ones. Got the message yeah. out to him today. So we should hear All back right. soon. So yes. I, I looking forward to the conversations that are coming around the corner. And Tom, Tom Ward. Uh, we got to get Tom too. on here. Gotta yeah. Get Tom on Cause I'm, I'm getting ready to write my Amazon review for his book. Cause it is now, it's now available you know, as a Kindle edition on Amazon. That's right. Got to get our reviews out there. Yeah. So I, I won't be, I won't be listed as a verified buyer, I guess. I don't know how that works. Oh, yeah. But, right. But at least I'll throw my, my uh, two cents uh, on there. Okay. And, and then Leah, let's get Tom on here. Let's do it. Lots to look forward to and a potential live episode coming up soon. Excellent. All right. Fire questions. Enough said. Enough said. Put a bow on it. We're done. Well, I don't know. You put a bow on it because then it implies you're going to tear it open. Yeah, we want our uh, listeners to uh, tear it open. And oh, uh, okay, so we don't need to reopen <laughs> it. Like, yeah, not us. Yeah, so we're sending take it out. a whole lot more tape. Like, oh, I tore the paper. Now I got to put it back on where it was. Uh, All right. Seal it. Lick that. Lick that envelope. Seal it. Yes. Stick it in the uh mailbox you know too bad we don't have the timer running for a for our conclusion here because it's going on and on (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 did you hear that no i didn't hear a thing (laughs) oh hold on hold on (laughs) you hearing it now that now we're done now we're done all right Thanks for joining Cody Stoffer and me, Craig Morton, for this podcast. We simply try to record and upload without much editing. 
What you get is live conversation with all its ignorance and insight, wisdom and foolishness, sometimes more of one than the other, and occasionally profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment. And look for upcoming Facebook Live podcasts where you can interact with our guests. Also, we can be found on Twitter as at All That's Holy. Our intro and outro music is by At The Speed Of Darkness. Support At The Speed Of Darkness on Bandcamp and buy his music there as well as follow him on Instagram at at the speed of darkness. 